0: Good morning, beautiful, lovely human beings, dreamers, goal setters, all of you lovely people out there. It is January, what is it, is it 3rd, January 3rd, my gosh, 2024, this is episode 35 of the Paul Green Comedy podcast and I am really excited about a cool little coincidence in the comedy world. So, Dave Chappelle just came out with his new Netflix special, and it happens to be called The Dreamer. Isn't that a coincidence? Here I am starting my podcast about a month ago, and I tout it as a podcast by a dreamer for dreamers. And then Dave Chappelle comes out with a Netflix special by the uh, title of The Dreamer. And in the Netflix special, he talks, um, a little bit about his dream as a comedian and some of the experiences that he had. And he tells this one cool story. Uh, how much of this do I want to spoil it? Cause if you haven't seen it, I want you to go watch it. I'll reveal one part of it because it doesn't, uh, reveal any jokes. Uh, but he talks about this story when he was a young comedian where he had a big opportunity and some things went wrong. And so he, uh, got into a bit of a contentious uh, situation with, uh, these individuals. I'm being so vague because again, I want you to hear the actual story from Dave Chappelle. Go watch, uh, the dreamer. Um, but Dave Chappelle says something, um, that to me was really powerful and I'm probably not going to be able to quote it exactly but he said something like who ha- whoever has the biggest dream wins did I word that correctly? Um, and it's in the context of he's having this sort of heated argument with these individuals who in this context sort of had some power and influence over him and yet he was so passionate about his dream that he came out on top in that interaction. And, oh, you know, that, that that gave me the chills. Um, And it really just got me to thinking that if your dream isn't big enough and you're not committed enough to it, then somebody else who has a big dream who is more committed to it is going to end up absorbing you into their dream. <laughs> and that that was a lot for me to really just take in. Um, you know, if your dream isn't big enough, then you're gonna end up working probably for a company who was the dream of the founder of that company, who is now hiring you to be a part of their dream, of them being successful, and it's possible that it's at the expense of you going for what you really want. But if your dream is not big enough, if it is not uh, pronounced enough, if you are not as dedicated to it, by the way, I'm talking about myself, why should I say you? If my dream is not big enough, if I am not dedicated enough to it, if I am not um, willing to stand up for it, then I will inevitably get absorbed into the dream of somebody else and will end up giving my energy and my creativity and uh, my talent and my time to someone else, someone else's dream. And, you know, that's maybe not always all bad, if it so happens to be that whoever has that bigger dream, you are in alignment with it and you feel like, Oh, actually this is my purpose is to be a part of this other person's dream. Um, You know, and I say that like it's an, it's, it's a negative thing. I'm not sure if it's negative. I just think it's something to be aware of. And perhaps there is an optimal, solution or an optimal uh, balance between you being able to get your dreams while simultaneously helping others to fulfill theirs so it's not a give-take situation it's not a zero-sum game it's more of a who can I align with whose dreams and mine are are symbiotic relationships You know, I'm just thinking like, well, I want to get on Netflix, right? So that would be a dream of mine. And Netflix is also the dream of the founder of Netflix. By the way, I don't even know who that is. I just know it kind of came out of nowhere about 10 years ago and 10, 15 years ago and completely took over uh, the whole, just changed the whole video industry and television industries put blockbuster out of business um because blockbuster's dream was not big enough (laughs) you you know what i mean um or blockbuster got content and uh wasn't able to to adjust fast enough anyway i don't i don't want this to turn into a, a business uh predatory, uh, disruptive technology conversation. There's there's plenty of podcasts talking about disruptive technology and business and, uh, and all of that. I'm just more focused on this dream element. And so going for what's in your heart and having your commitment and passion to that dream be the biggest dream in the room. Be the type of dreamer that attracts other people who are who who want to be a part of that journey with you um, and find those individuals or organizations or whatever that, that are in alignment. So that was sort of what I took away from Dave Chappelle's, uh, from that st- story that he told most of the special is, you know, him, him telling stories and telling jokes, you know, like he, he normally does, but he does as anybody who's a Dave Chappelle fan know that he really drops some, some wisdom in some of his, uh, specials, um, and does so in a very eloquent, um, and engaging manner, which I really appreciated. So, so that was cool. That was cool for me to, um, watch his comedy special called the dreamer when here I am, uh, podcasted away as I'm going for you know a, a similar dream that Dave Chappelle had um you know Dave Chappelle started it a lot earlier but here I am and you know I don't want to go on this too far because I feel like this is a whole other topic that I could probably spend a whole podcast on but um as much as I Look at Dave Chappelle and go. Well, he's sort of living the dream that is ultimately mine, which is to be a comedian of that level of success who can, uh, you know, do Netflix specials and can sell out audiences um, and tour and and get the and get those types of opportunities. I also am aware that his journey actually is not mine, and that my journey is mine my own and it can be very discouraging because I think, man, you know, Dave's just, Dave started doing comedy in his teen years. I don't remember how early, I don't remember a specific story, but like it might've even been early teens. If I'm thinking of the same story, I've heard so many uh, origin stories of comics that, that I might be mixing what year it was, if he was actually 16 or 17 or, um, but you know, started very, very young and moved to New York and then hustled the New York scene and then started to get, you know, opportunities, you know, was able to get on Dave Letterman, um, very young. And then I, I think he got, um, uh, Robin Hood men in tights. So, you know, Mel Brooks knows about him at, at a pretty young age. He got a comedy central special, pretty young age. And then he got, you know, the, the comedy central sketch show that really helped him blow up, you know, and all of that you know, is happening for him. I think before even the age of 30, you know, don't quote me on the years there, but anyway, you know, his journey started very young and I went to lunch with a buddy of mine today and who's a dreamer himself in a very different arena. He's in uh, real estate development, but we've been really good friends for a good 15 years now. And it's really interesting to see how our lives have panned out or are panning out. And how on the surface, it seems like he and I wouldn't have anything in common. I mean, he's a family man. He's got kids. He's made millions of dollars as a real estate developer and drives a $140,000 car. And yet, he and I uh, had lunch today at Fazoli's and chatted it up like, you know, just, just talking about our journeys and our dreams and what we're going for and and we talked a little bit about the that idea of struggling to find your lane and that was the case with me i i struggled to find my lane and it didn't and even when i did find my lane i didn't have the confidence or the wisdom to know like oh this is my lane Um, and all of the head, I had so much head trash. I had so much competing, uh, uh, influences in my life. I, I was living other people's dreams. Um, I had strong religious background. My religion played a gigantic, um, insurmountable influence in, um, directing how I thought about myself and how I, um, how I considered what my life should be and what it should look like as opposed to what my individual desires and dreams and ambitions were and I didn't I didn't really start performing comedy at all until I was 28 and even then it wasn't stand up I always wanted to be a comedic performer though but I it pretty much took somebody else giving me permission So I got invited to take an improv class, um, when I was 28 and I take this improv class and it was revelatory for me. And it was everything that I was gifted at what I had been called to my entire life, but I, I just never had the gumption or the resources or the right encouragement or or the courage or whatever it is to just say like no this is what i want to do and i'm going to go for it i never had that my entire life i was so worried about trying to satisfy everybody else's dreams what everybody else was telling me i was supposed to be what my religion was telling me i was supposed to be what my government what my culture what my school my family you know like whatever it is um Or whatever it was that kept me from believing in myself or believing that what I was being called to not only might actually be possible for me, but that it was actually okay for me to even believe it in myself. That, like, even having this sort of uh, out there, uh, I want to be a comedian actor. I want to go to Hollywood. I mean it all it all sounds so trite. I want fame and fortune. It all sounds so trite. But why does it sound trite? Probably because somebody else has tried to convince me that it's trite. But it's not trite to me because it's what's in my heart. And yeah, you know, I started doing improv at 28 and and really thrived. Really thrived in that troop and in that environment and really felt called to it seven years later i start doing stand-up and was terrified to do stand-up i still am stand-up is still a real challenge for me and i wouldn't even still be doing it if it didn't keep calling to me you know it's the i don't know if you heard that adage you know it, it i didn't choose it it chose me and that's definitely the case with, with stand-up and so anyway I started doing stand-up in 2014 I moved to Hollywood in 2015 which was so beyond anything I thought I would ever even attempt to do what would be to go and try to live that Hollywood dream just as so many performers do by the tens of thousands and I, I was 33, 34 years old, so I didn't even start doing comedy until 28, didn't move to LA until I was 33, 34. So it's, you know, I'm out there competing against younger, hotter, <laughs> funnier, more talented, more resourceful, you know, um, performers and... Yeah, none of that, none of that mattered. None of that mattered. Because when I started to set my focus on me going for my dreams, independent of any other influence, as much as I am able to divorce myself from any other influence, which is just so not easy because of how influential influences are. Influential influences, a little redundant there, but your religious influences, your cultural influences, familial influences, your your sort of social group influences, um, they can be so pervasive and so convincing that what's in your heart is wrong or that even if it is right, that you won't be able to uh, be successful at it. And I'll tell you, I I listened to to those influences almost my entire life. And I'm not going to play the shoulda, coulda, woulda, because I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for where I am now. I have no regrets for how things have panned out because that's a waste of time and a waste of energy. But I'm where I am now. And more and more, as much as I can, learning to believe in myself, believe in my dreams, believe in my journey, my path. And it sounds so narcissistic, but it's it's not it's not from a place of ego and it's from a place of this is who I am. And I'm finally getting okay with that and I've never been okay with that almost my entire life I've just always felt that I'm wrong and that anybody else who has something to say about me and who I am must be right and I've I've just lived with that self-doubt and so the more and more that I have done my own sort of therapy and inner work and healing and journaling and uh, you know and just all of the work that goes into self-reflection and self-actualization and all of that I'm just going okay well this is where I'm at I'm not Dave Chappelle I didn't start this journey at least not in this context when I was in my teenage years I didn't blow up in my 20s I didn't get booked on SNL or I didn't get booked on uh, In Living Color or I didn't get a Comedy Central special or I didn't get on The Tonight Show or David Letterman or Conan O'Brien. You know, those things haven't happened for me yet and they didn't happen when I was young. But, so what? It would be very easy for me to go, well, it's too late. Uh, didn't It didn't happen, and because it didn't happen then, then it's never going to happen, whatever it is. But that's not what I feel in my heart. And the best I can do now is be the biggest dreamer in the room. And believe in myself and in that dream strong enough that my dream is the one that is... The most powerful, like Dave Chappelle had in that experience, which is such a great story. Highly recommend you go and listen to it. So everybody out there, I believe in you. I want you to get out there and have those experiences of going for what you really, truly want in your life, what's really in your heart, doing your best to understand what influences are either keeping you from going for it or maybe doesn't actually, or the influence, that don't actually believe that you can or that you should or that you have what it takes. And again, my my passion, my belief, and why I'm really what's underneath why I'm doing these podcasts is I want to at least put one positive voice out there of belief and hope that maybe that voice will cut through some of the noise and the negativity and the criticism and the haters and all of that. And maybe, um, will just help another person or two or as many as I can uh, go live a life of their dreams and find the fulfillment and the joy and all of the ups and downs and the good times and the bad times that that go with that. But at least it will not be a life of, of casual, uh, mediocre numbness which I think is so easy to fall into. I know I definitely have. So my beautiful, lovely human beings out there, I love you all so much. I hope things are going well, that your new year is off to a great start. I am really excited for this year. I will be uh, hitting the road tonight. I got a good comedian. Um, We're going to do a little road trip. We have two casino gigs that I'm really looking forward to. I might try to get them on the podcast, might be my first guest oh so we'll see how that goes but until then i will definitely talk to you tomorrow. i will be traveling so you will get some more hotel uh backdrops in the upcoming podcasts and i look forward to that love you all so much hope you have a wonderful what is it wednesday wednesday morning january 3rd 2024 episode 35 of the paul green comedy podcast we love you all so much i'll talk to you tomorrow